Hey Upper Feasters, hope you're having a great day so far. This week I talk with Kyle Turner of Hoggy's Barbecue. This is a comeback story. They opened in 1991 and they've had a wild ride ever since. They went from 11 restaurants down to one. Kyle tells me about how he overcame the challenge of rebranding Hoggy's after the past failures. We talk about their spice and meat challenge, which I'm super excited for. He tells me what Hoggy's does differently than any other barbecue in Columbus, Ohio. Growing up with so many restaurants, Hoggy's and Steak Escape. How did all those restaurant closings affect him and his family? Top three Columbus, Ohio restaurants. Catering was a saving grace for the Seoul Hawkeys location and much, much more. Hawkeys has a great chicken wing contest, which should be coming up soon, right? Because your guys, yeah. your, pep- your peppers will be done soon. Yeah, so we will start. Well, so we grow our own peppers. So we have like our little patio and we started it last summer and like we'll grow habaneros, ghost chilies. Um, we'll have some Carolina reapers and some scorpions. And so once we plant those, we'll actually use those for um, our inferno sauce. And it, our inferno sauce, like when you when it's being made and you go back into the back kitchen, like it, it you can feel it in your eyes, your mouth, like it it it's like pepper spray in the entire kitchen. Um, so once those ripen and those are ready to go, we're gonna be able to do it a little bit earlier this summer, so it'll be earlier. But yeah, well, I mean that stuff is really hot. But everyone comes in after we got this review from um, Fartley Farms did a review on ours. And people are coming in like December and it's like, oh, it's not that hot. It's like, yeah, like these are, it's not in season. Like you can't make it as hot as we want to. So yeah. Oh, wow. So this is only going to be the second year in a row of this happening? Yeah. So, I mean, we decided like we had a lot, we were like, what else can we do? That's cool. And we were like, well, like we have a lot of space, like plant things and we're going to, we're, you know, we like peppers and stuff. So we, and they look nice. So uh, last summer we did all those peppers. We did cucumbers. We did, we're going to do tomatoes this year. We're going to farm stuff back there and see how much we can grow. That's incredible, man. And I think it's, it's really, that is a really cool thing to do. And so I know you're working really hard to rebuild the brand of Hoggies. Um, like you do really cool social media strategies. Like I saw you posted where people could name their own sandwich. That's really fun. So how do you come up with your, with your social media strategies? I mean, I've always just, so I was never intending to be in the restaurant industry, but I've always loved food. Like I've always been a person that like, I can't stand people that go to like chain restaurants, like big chains, because like, it's just, it's just to me, it's lame. So, I mean, I, I, you know, I try a lot of food, but I also like watch what they're doing. So where did I, I saw Chipotle did like the day, the, the did like different celebrity burritos or their Chipotle order. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, how do I, you know, how do I get people interested and in feeling that they made, cause like the whole point I think of like a Chipotle type style thing is like when you walk in, you know, this is my sandwich. This is my burrito. This is the order I get. You know, that's something I think people commonly talk about. So I was like, okay, how do I get people's heads that Barbecue doesn't just have to be pulled pork on a sandwich with sauce. You know, how do we funk this up a little bit? And how do I get people thinking differently? A lot of times it's just like, I have no idea what to do. And I just, I just kind of ramble on my, on my section and like what kind of giveaways I can do. Well, dude, it works. And I, I think it's really important because it makes people feel like fun and it makes them feel like a personal connection with you. And at the very least, you're getting some free press. Cause even if they only have a couple hundred followers, they're posting, Hey, this is my hoggy sandwich. Check it out. So I think that was a great idea on your part. Yeah, no, that, that part of it, I actually realized after about, oh yeah, people might post about this. Like that, I, I didn't unfortunately think that that far ahead, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's weird. Hoggies has been around so long and I, I wish the Columbus Dispatch would take down the article saying we, we closed every location and everything. Cause like people still think we're closed. 
but yeah, any way we can kind of recapture that. And we're obviously doing barbecue a little differently. So however we can get people thinking, you know, this is a little bit different, but it's still really, really good. Could you give me a, a specific example of what you're doing different? Yeah. I mean, there are not, there's, I've never been to a barbecue restaurant, a Mac bowls. Like I, I mean, I think I've seen one other place possibly do it and other people have tried doing it with barbecue, but like with our Mac and cheese, which I would put up against anybody's, it's just a really different thing. And our toppings, you know, we've, we look at a lot of different restaurants and what kind of toppings they're either putting on burgers or salads or different things. And we're like, okay, what kind of spin can we do on this? So, I mean, we do things and we pickle things. I know that's not different, but we pickle a lot of things where most rest barbecue restaurants will have like dill pickle and pickled red onions, but we've got, you know, candied and pickled jalapenos. We've got sweet and we call them sour patch peppers, which is like sweet and sour peppers. We do, you know, we've got this thing called red pepper butter, which is literally just a really just subtle pepper flavor that's not hot, but adds, you know, it combines with our sauces. Well, we do bacon jam, which is like our new, like really cool thing. I mean, you, you, I, I remember talking to you. I was like, you know, what's something you think is cool? And you were like, queso. And I was just like, oh, I don't know about that. And then like probably like three weeks later, me, me and my chef were sitting there and we're like, that would be really cool. And so then we did a smoked Gouda queso, which um, I don't see barbecue restaurants doing that. And the idea that you can build it, because barbecue is like a very traditional, uh, personal thing for people that's regional. And so I've had people saying like, cheese doesn't belong on barbecue. And it's like, cheese belongs about on everything. Let's Facts. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you want to build a big sandwich that has pork, bacon, pickles, pimento cheese, sauce, coleslaw, if you want to do that, you can do that. Our meats are good enough to stand by themselves. But if you really want like a special experience that's different than you can get from anywhere else, I mean, really, we're the only place you can do that. You know, you name all those little things, and I think that's really the X factor, like the fact that you guys care enough and take enough time to pickle all these different things, and you do have these super elite toppings and stuff. And, the, and you mentioned the dispatch article, too, where they said you closed all your locations and all that. You guys have had quite a wild ride. Part of me thinks, and this is tough to say, but part of me thinks if you were starting a brand new restaurant with all your ideas and stuff, you'd probably be the hottest guy in town. But because <laughs> you, you have to, like, overcome this wild ride, like... Is it yeah. challenging because of, of the, the past failures? Oh, completely. Like we'll still, even with the new setup, we'll have people come in and they'll look around and be like, this isn't the hoggies I remember. And it's like, I get that personal feeling of it. And I did kind of take over a family brand. I mean, my uncle Ken and my dad started it. So I kind of came into it, something that was made and I came in helping assisting them and stuff i do think like hoggies is a really cool name for a barbecue restaurant of course yeah it's a great name and i you know it's it's fun it can be a little like to, like tongue-in-cheek kind of thing i grew up with hoggies and i think it would be tough for me to change the name and stuff and i yeah you know it, i do think like if we had some cool like you know rebrands that people you know it's like chuck e cheese on doordash not using chuck e cheese and just being like yeah our pizza might actually be better than some of these other places so what was that like growing up as a kid because your family also invented steak escape is that correct? Yeah. So what was that like? Like you were, you were a kid and your family just had all these restaurants. Like, did it just seem normal to you? Cause you have nothing to compare it to you or you're like, holy cow, this is cool. Like, what was that like? So I just grew up with a bunch of friends that we didn't really talk about what our parents did and everything. So we were very, just like, we lived in the moment. We all liked sports. We all liked video games. I would occasionally get kids be like, do you get free food? And I'd be like, everything's free to me. I'm a kid. Like, right. <laughs> no, like, so yeah, I mean, occasionally I would, I remember people being like, oh, that's really cool. And I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Let's get back to PS2 or whatever, PS3, whatever the time was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's get on Call of Duty and, you know, some whip some noobs and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I, Yeah, I think definitely my dad, my uncle Ken, 
very entrepreneurial guys. So I, that was kind of just something I, that seemed normal to me. Like the idea of like corporate America was never something that really was ever talked to me about. So that, that was different, I guess. Did it shape your opinion on food? Like when you were a teen and you started going out to eat and stuff, like, did you feel pressured to go to Hoggies or did you compare it to Hoggies? Like everywhere you went, you're like, oh, my dad does this different. Like, how was that? I'll be honest. There was a point in middle school. I didn't go to Hoggies for like one and a half years. Like I, or a steak escape. Like I, I never felt like I really had to go there. Sometimes we would go there out of convenience, but quite honestly, like I had never been to real barbecue when Hoggy, cause I felt like the old Hoggies iteration was like almost became closer to an Applebee's than a traditional barbecue place, which is something that I fought tooth and nail to change. But the second I went to like a, this place like hometown barbecue in New York or some of these other places, Eli's Barbecue near Cincinnati. Like I was like, oh wow, we were really not doing barbecue back then. Like <laughs> this was, yeah, completely different. Hey, just wanted to say thank you so much for listening so far. If you're liking it, please subscribe, tell a friend. If you're loving it, please give us a five-star review. How challenging was it when you guys went from 10 or 11 restaurants, whatever, down to one, like how did that affect you? So I was in my junior year of high school and no one told me. So I found out through the newspaper you know, it was something you grew up with. And then you see like Hoggy's, you know, all 10 restaurants closing, yada, yada, yada. And then your friends ask you about it. And you're kind of like, I, I have no clue. Like, I don't know what's, uh, you know, whatever. Everything was the same at home. My dad's a goofball. So he's always just kind of been goofy <laughs> with everything. So it didn't really change much with that. I mean, it's weird now driving down like the barn because like that was always just, I'm from New Albany. So like that was always just there. And I was just like, oh yeah, Hoggy's. But yeah, it did, it did change a lot. And at the same time, like Steak Escape closed a lot of stores too. So a lot of the traditional Steak Escapes were gone too. So um, yeah, I mean, it didn't like change, like it wasn't like a super sad thing. I mean, it was like sad just because of like the nostalgia, but like, yeah, the next day, like, oh, we don't have, hog- you know, there's not any hoggies and we'll figure it out. I think it's really impressive how you just have so much perseverance and you know that your back is up against the wall and people have these preconceived notions about hoggies, but you're working your ass off to fix that and correct that. And I think that's really commendable. Yeah. I, I, I always tell our people like we're punching up. We are not, you know, city barbecues here, which is probably one of the biggest barbecue brands in the country. And you've got established brands like Ray Ray's who's been doing it well for a while. And you know what, like, you know, they do a great job, but our goal is, you know, obviously to compete with them. And hopefully people start to view us as like the 2021 Hoggies. You know, we'll keep, we'll keep every day. We want to make our food better. We always want to try and, you know, innovate with different things and we'll keep doing that. Yeah. Cause I remember when I came in, you were even asking me my opinion on like, like takeout stuff. Like how does the box look? What does the cutlery look like? And like to care that much and have that level of detail. Like I firmly believe that you guys are going to be fine and you're going to start thriving. Like, I know that it's tough for everyone right now because of stupid Corona, but I think you guys, like, do you feel positive overall? Like, cause I know it went from 10 or 11 down to one yeah. and you're kind of like the last blockbuster in a way. <laughs> I said that the other day to somebody. It's, it's really interesting to me. Like, how, how do you wake up in the morning? And you're like, do you ever feel like, oh my God, I got this mountain to climb or you're just like, F it, I'm going to go for it. Yeah. Um, I think the nice thing and, you know, our, our people on our team are really open to trying different things. And I've always wanted to be a product person. I never wanted to be some like a sales guy or someone in finance. I mean, I studied econ and I thought I might do that, but I didn't really like it. But 
honestly like serving people and then being like wow this food's really good is like there's like a little nice part about that i do think interacting with people and hearing you know getting the feedback good or bad or that's very interesting to me so yeah i mean there are days where like weeks or stuff where like you see things and you'll like slowly slowly like be like but then you'll pop up the next day and be like all right let's get at it let's keep you know let's keep chugging make this stuff good every day yeah so i mean there's i think the restaurant industry is like the most like high low like industry like there's really great highs and there's just like really steady days and then there's like low lows and everything and i think it's just you just got to wake up go serve people go do your finance stuff post on instagram all that different stuff but yeah i mean it's just like i don't know it's the product that I enjoy doing. That's cool, man. So now to do a little 180 here, I always like to ask my guests if they have any unpopular food opinions. So I don't know how unpopular this is, but I've gotten really into putting jelly on like every sandwich I like. <laughs> I think it is such a good level of flavor, like layer of flavor, like whether it be grape jelly or anything, like breakfast sandwich with jelly on is instantly better. Like, I don't know. That's so like a bacon, egg and cheese on a biscuit and then you put some jelly on it? Yeah, it makes it instantly like 20 times better. Okay, I mean, I've literally never done that, but I would try it. It sounds kind of strange. Yeah, no, I know. Like a cheeseburger, I swear to God, like a cheeseburger with jelly on it. I know it sounds like weird and out there, but like, it's good. I mean, I've had a peanut butter, a peanut butter burger before where they put like a crunchy peanut butter on there and it was pretty cool. I mean, I liked a little, the, especially the crunchy parts of the peanut were cool. Yeah. And I guess if like a bacon jam works, like why not like other jams or jellies? And you're talking yeah. like just like a regular, not like a fancy artisanal jam you make at the restaurant, but like the grocery store jelly, you just throw that on there. You, you take those smuckers you get at the table and like just peel open that thing and see that like kind of like, you know, you know, it's not that real, but it tastes like jelly. It probably is jelly. Yeah. Other than like that is, yeah. I mean, if it's there, I was in, I was in Wyoming a couple weeks ago and we went to this restaurant and I got like this corned beef hash on like a, on a sandwich. No. And I was just like, I like it. Like it's, it's got good seasoning and stuff. And then I was just like, can I have some jelly? And the server's like, oh, does she, like she want it? And I was just like, no, I, I want it. She was like, what? And I was like, this. And they came back with it and it was just smuckers and it was, it was awesome. Oh yeah, I'm into that. That's fun. So do you have like, do you have a favorite dining experience that comes to mind? Like one of your all-time best dining experiences? I like when you find something for the first time and you don't expect it. I've never been overly impressed by fine dining like I think it's like you know it's nice and everything to dress up and go do something cool but I'd rather like walk in the like the north market and just stumble upon a new restaurant in there and be like wow this is really good I think Hoyo's Kitchen was really interesting to me down in the north market I was just kind of walking around the north market it was the beginning of COVID and no one was in there and I had all the places I you know but this one like really stuck out to me and I had it and I was just like, wow, I really like this food. And I'd never had like their type of food before. And I was just like, this, this is really cool. And it's now been something that I go to whenever I have time to. I'm with you, man. I agree. Especially with like the fine dining aspect. I think I'm just too casual. Cause like I've yeah. been to super fine dining, like in New York city and all that fun stuff. And it wasn't like snooty and I, it didn't feel stuffy, but I just didn't like it really. Like yeah. even like the presentation of the food, I'm like, this is too pretty to eat. I shouldn't touch it. Like someone spent eight hours modeling this. Like it's just too, too artisanal, too fancy. I get it. Yeah. Like steak. I don't know. I, I like steak, but like some crazy like steak or something like they all, I don't know. Like, yeah, there's a difference between a really good steak and like a really like cheap steak. But at the same time, like, I would rather have a fish that has, like, good citrusy flavors and stuff 
than just like that beef. Like if there's, I just need layers of flavor. That's fair. So you're not a big steak guy. I feel like that's an unpopular opinion. You know, one steak flavor with good butter seasoning and stuff is like great, but like, I just need something like more. I was a really picky eater when I was a kid and I loved steak when I was a kid. And I think I just wore myself out of it where I like, cause I, I didn't, honestly, I never ate a salad until I was like 17. <laughs> like I hated vegetables so much. I told my mom when I was little, like my ears pop when I eat it, like something like crazy just to get out of it. And she would just like roll her eyes and be like, all right. And like, so yeah, I think I just wore myself out of like cheeseburgers and steak, I guess. Fair enough. What temperature do you do on your steak? Oh, medium rare. Medium yeah. rare, nice. Yeah, that's perfect. I, I think that's the best bet. Maybe medium, but whatever. I mean, I would go rare if I, if like, I don't know, like beef tartare. I, I like beef tartare. Yeah, beef tartare is dope. I like tuna tartare, speaking oh. of fish. I'm, I'm sure Hoggies is probably number one for you, but besides Hoggies, do you have a top three favorite Columbus, Ohio restaurants? I'm gonna have to group some together because like the okay. North Star people, I think everything that they've, every restaurant they have, I love. Um, North Star, Brassica, um, Third and Hollywood, I think is great. I think Brassica, like when I first moved back to Columbus from college, I had gone there and I was like, this is the kind of thing that I think hoggies can be with like how interesting their toppings and ingredients are and just how, you know, different they take, they, their take on like that Chipotle model was. And Third and Hollywood's cheesy biscuits are really good. Um, as I mentioned earlier, Hoyo's Kitchen, I think... You know, it's simple. It's like rice, meat, and you can add some veggies on top. But however they do their chicken, uh, the, the mango chicken, is that mango chicken just has one of the best flavors. I've And I love citrus flavors. So that one is just so good. Packed full of flavor. I 100% agree, dude. Super, super good. Everyone loves that place. They're blowing up. Yeah, I, and they should. I mean, yeah, that, that guy who... I really like the guy that owns it. Who served, he's so nice. Like you talk to him and he'll talk you through stuff. I um, mean, that mango, have you ever had their mango drink? Uh-uh. Oh my God. I, would, I gotta it, get on that. I wish he sold it like as a gallon. Like it's so good. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And how about third? Uh, down the street from me is Ampersand. I really like Ampersand. It has, they have a level of detail too that I think is really interesting. You know, you go to like Chinese restaurants or even like just kind of Asian cuisine. And they always have the same crab ragoon, you know, like the ones that kind of look like they might've came out of pack. Did they really make them? <laughs> right. And when I ordered there, they gave me two, but both of them, you could tell the time that went into them. And like for that, like, I just, I go that when I can, I go there a lot. Their bowls are great. Their ramen's great. Um, and I do have to, I do have to say, um, I three, I, Wario's beef and pork is, I think, I mean, detail, I, they have, they have an unbelievable sandwich, sandwiches. It's amazing what they're doing that. I mean, it's like a clown car, that tiny space they have, and they're coming out with these huge sandwiches and stuff. Like it's, yeah. it's amazing. So they do such a good job. It is. Yeah. And I actually lived in Philadelphia for a year. I went to Temple University for one year. Quick okay. side note, I hated it. So I had to come back to Columbus and go to Ohio State. But anyways, Wario's is 100% authentic Philly, dude. Like their yeah. cheesesteak is so authentic. It might even be better because they use better bread than any bread I had in Philadelphia. And I had like countless cheesesteaks in Philly. So those dudes are crushing it. And like, I, I mean, grew up with cheesesteaks, obviously with Steak Escape. And um, yeah. I, I mean, I've been to the Philly places and I'll say like, if I've, I had one really pretentious person tell me that like, you can't get a good cheesesteak out of Philly. And I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. That place is, that place is legit. Yeah. And I, I don't, 
I don't really like gatekeepers like that, man. Like when people are like, oh, you have to eat here. Only this place does this. And I'm like, just barbecue. Yeah. Like everyone can do everything, man. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Kyle, do you have any, any big plans for 2021 for Hoggies? Like, can you give us a little sneak peek of any fun and exciting things coming up? We have ideas about possibly going back to some of the places that we were in the past. Obviously, these are new look Hoggies. We don't exactly know what shape that's going to take, but we're trying to figure out what, you know, how do we keep the quality of our food and the creativity of it? And because like I, I, the location we have on Bethel, I love as like, it's helped, it's been there for us, but like, it is so hard to get to. Like, it's just, you really, in your mind have to be like, I'm going to Hoggies, I'm going to Hoggies and then drive there and figure out how to get in that parking lot and stuff. So, I mean, something that really brings us back to somewhere where people can really see us front and center. And we're thinking about that. And I'm just happy. I'm just hoping COVID we get some catering back and stuff. Cause man, I, it's, our restaurant's been doing great, but catering, I mean, no one's at their offices, so it'd be nice for that to come back. Was catering kind of the bread and butter of the business? Yeah, that's how it stayed in, stayed in business. So when we closed the 10 restaurants, it was like um, one of those episodes where the villain or some person gets like beat, but they, they survived by becoming like a little worm or something and like scurrying off. Like that was our worm is that catering side of things. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it, it's obviously like a really good, like if you can serve 200 people 11 and then leave at like one like that's a pretty good day plus the restaurant and everything so yeah that that's something that'd be really nice we're also thinking about doing like sausage everyone's always asked if we have smoked sausage we've been working on that and then we're working on cornbread bowls nice we can't figure out the best way to do it yet that'll be delicious and then um when i worked at a restaurant in Times square we were awesome we were super busy so customer was not always right for us and so Sometimes customers would bring in Mio, like the little, the juice, like you put it in the water or whatever. And if they did that, we were allowed to charge them for soda and they'd always be so pissed off. But I feel like you can't bring in outside food or beverage. The Mio's outside food or beverage. What do you think about that? I mean, I think that just goes to people coming into restaurants and like not thinking about the, like, you know, their dining experience and everything. Like they acting like they own the place per se. It's like someone going to get water and then we have, our water machine is underneath a fruit punch thing. So you tap the water and so many people will be like, you'll go out and like, they'll just have like Coke or something or like, <laughs> you know, they ordered water. And like, I think I'm too nice of a person to be like, you owe us for that. But like, and you know, but I had one, I had one experience the other day where a lady had a drink and it was just fruit punch. And she was like, yeah, like, you know, I, I, I thought it was getting water, but ended up being fruit punch it's like you know what you did don't don't it was red and delicious this water was so red and sweet it was so good yeah like and i'll even say like yeah the water things underneath fruit punch is kind of hint like come on like just just have some you know although i can say like when i was in college our chipotle had to have a cop there because people would always take like the hot sauces there the tabasco sauces i've definitely stolen hot sauce for sure well i wouldn't take the hot sauce i would take the forks because chipotle forks are just top of the line better than some silverware but I feel like that you should be allowed to take the fork. Not like 20. Oh, you're taking too much. You're doing too yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to do dishes. in college. <laughs> Chipotle feast or pass. Oh, feast. Yeah. No, you, I mean, yeah, that, that's no matter what they do. Yeah. Just grew up on it. Dude. What, what's your go-to? You do the burrito or you do a bowl? I do the burrito in the past though, which, you know, how they came out with the um, quesadilla. Uh-huh. I didn't think they, their old quesadilla, I don't know if they got rid of it, but like every time I've gone, their quesadillas were delicious. And I just got the new one and it was like really underwhelming. 
Really? I haven't tried it yet. And because it used to be like a menu hack, right? Like you could sneakily order the quesadilla and it was kind of fun, but now yeah. it's like mainstream lamestream. Yeah. Like I, so I was really, ex I was like, okay, this looks interesting. Cause they, they, they marketed that bowl that they did it with where you can put the different like dipping things in it. And I got it and I, it came in, it just came in the, the burrito bowl thing and like nothing that it was advertised with. Oh, that's um, disappointing. Yeah. And it was like really dry and stuff and just wasn't it there they had such a good quesadilla and I was so surprised by it. But um, yeah, the burrito, I mean, I can't always have a burrito, but what, like when we were younger, me and my friends would like literally have like burrito eating comp competitions, which, you know, <laughs> well, not the greatest thing we ever did, but um, the, what was it? The challenge where it was like eat a burrito and run a mile. Oh my yeah. God, like right after eating it? Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, I knew people that did that and they just, it, it was disgusting. Did they vomit? I would imagine you'd vomit. Oh yeah, no, you, I mean, you, I mean, you make it like probably like two or three laps and it's just, you're just basically just jiggling yeah. it in your the entire time and then just like, boom, like, yeah, no, I, I only made it like maybe two and a half laps. I didn't puke, but I had to stop because I, I hate puking. So I, I literally just had to stop before it got to that point. Isn't it weird how when you're in high school, you just do, I mean, I guess I still do dumb shit now, but like when I was in high school, I would do dumb things literally for no reason. Like that Chipotle thing you're talking about there's no cool prize. Like you guys just did it just to be like dumb high school kids. That's so funny to me. I, I think uh, your perspective changes when you pay bills. I think that's the big, uh, I, I always think like, yeah, I could do something stupid, but um, yeah, I got rent to pay at the end of the month. So I don't know. I heard that professional eaters, they will drink a gallon of water and then go run a couple miles. Cause I guess like the sloshing around loosens yeah. up their stomach or something. And that Kobayashi guy is ripped. I mean, he is ripped, I bet, but yeah, I remember like MTV would show his like six pack and he could expand in like his stomach and stuff, which, yeah, I mean, they're not as like big as you'd think a professional, like you'd think professional eater, like huge, but they're not really that crazy big. Yeah. They say fat people, the, the fat gets in the way of your stomach <laughs> expanding. And what I always say is because these people eat clean and they work out like maniacs and I've done no studies on this, this is speculation. I have to imagine their heart and cholesterol still fucked up, right? Like you can't just casually eat 30 cheeseburgers and then go run a couple miles and everything's fine. Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah, I imagine like if you're in a chicken wing competition and you have to practice eating chicken wings, like, you know, fried chicken wings, you know, probably takes a toll on you, toll on you for a little bit. So I asked you everything that I wanted to ask you, but I always like to ask my guests if if I didn't bring up anything or if something didn't come up naturally that you wanted to say, now's your time for that. You know, Hoggies is still open. We did not close. Um, it is not the same as it was. And if you had, I'd, I'd say if you ever had or have a bad dining experience, you know, we've changed. We are going to change more. We're going to keep making things better and um, approach me. I, I do the social media. So if you have any questions or concerns, I'm a, uh, you know, I want to hear them. Awesome. And that's, I can attest to that. Uh, Kyle is committed to making Hoggies better. He is making it better. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing it, man. I hope you have a great rest of the day. Awesome. Yeah, you too. Okay. Cheers, man. Later, bud. See ya. All right. Hey, that was the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you could please tell a friend, share it with a friend, post it on social media. I'd greatly appreciate it. And if you haven't yet, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It would really help out a lot and I'd appreciate it. But either way, have a good one.